The other day I was recording for like five minutes and the mic wasn't even on. <laughs> In case investments, <laughs> where all things are possible, and you have a black Puerto Rican and a chubby Puerto Rican in the video, <laughs> but you really don't see him too often. Yeah, because it's too dark over here, bro. Yeah, you can't make that ladder up too dark. You can't see me. Oh, it's just the angle you're looking at. Yeah, it's a Chinese bottle. Wow. Oh, now it's even darker. All right, there you go. That's nice. Oh, I look white now. My eyes, like, why do I have a big eye and a small eye? You have a big face. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened to you, being weight. And action! <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gotta, you gotta jump into this conversation, man. Hey, just man. feel free to jump in. Oh, Walmart, okay, he's got to get his thing. What thing? <laughs> what thing? Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to jump in here. Some kind of <laughs> Anyway, what's up, guys? Uh, trying this, uh, another podcast for you guys. Just to, I guess, kill some time while you're uh, in quarantine. But uh, we got a couple topics we're going to talk about today. And uh, first one is COVID-19. When will it end? So what do you think, Robin? What do you think this thing's going to end? You know, I'm really hoping this ends as soon as possible, like tomorrow. Yeah. But I don't see it ending anytime soon. Um, I, I do see that it's going the right way where numbers are starting to decline. But, yeah. you know, when would it actually end? When will people be comfortable being around people again? I don't know when that will happen. Because yeah. people are not going to want to see people ever again until they know that they're never going to catch you know, COVID-19 from anybody else ever again, so. Right. And so probably maybe like around June, July. I'm really hoping that doesn't happen, but, <laughs> yeah. but I'm thinking that's when, that's when we're going to start seeing people going back out there. Okay. All right. I mean, me personally, uh, I'm a strong advocate on, on small business, um, being that, you know, I'm a small business owner and whatnot. Um, and I, I see the pain. I, I see the hurt. You know, I, I, I'm part of a Facebook community where we see where, you know, business owners come and they, they basically complain. <laughs> that's, that's basically what they're doing. And it's kind of sad because there's so many of them just saying, hey, you know, I haven't had income in 30 days. And, or, you know, like I just closed up shop yesterday. Or, you know, today was my last day in the office. And, you know, I don't, you know I'm probably not going to have a business anymore. So, um, I don't know, man. I, 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 have, I'm, I'm, I have different feelings as to this subject because no other disease so to speak has really caused a worldwide shutdown so i don't i don't, I don't you know sometimes you think about it, it's like man like is it really that bad you know is it really and I, I know that the the virus itself is bad um i got two cousins that got it you know they're recovering one of them has been on a ventilator for like two weeks and um so i know it's real so I'm not I'm not conspiracy theorist. I'm not saying it's a 5G tower thing and I'm not saying that uh it's it's a fake thing but um for businesses though I mean I I you know I I think through this this whole virus thing we have learned a lot of things. I think one of the main things that we've learned is how vital each person is in society, you know. Agreed. Um not only the people that are out there doing the essential jobs like the repair guys and the uh you know the 
the restaurants and the and the stores, the grocery store workers and stuff like that, like everybody's vital because it's it's like just one humongous spider web is and, and when you take one out it just knocks everything out so it's it's pretty sad man so i mean me personally i think they need to open up yesterday i i think that um i think the government can create guidelines and create uh you know mandates um so that certain areas can start opening up you know i like like you said probably going to be a few months before everybody says, hey, let's go to a basketball game, or hey, let's go to Disney, you know what I'm saying? Like, Which would be great. It would be yeah. great to have that. It would be but great to have people go out there. I think the key to doing it is little by little. The ones that are that don't have a lot of uh, infected people or active cases and stuff like that, I think those cities should be allowed to open up. Still have the masks on and stuff like that, you know, to, to be careful. But something has to be done. It's, it's, it's getting really bad. I love how you put your mask on on a podcast and nobody <laughs> could actually really see <laughs> Well, they can. <laughs> but no, 100%. Um, I really hope they should things that might be more vital than others um, to try to start getting some, 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 get people out there more than what they are right now to start, start building the momentum to get people out there knowing that, yes, you know, we're going to open up again. It, it's a possibility that it will get better. Yeah. Um, we need to do that. You're not going to be able to open up in one day and say, all right, shutdown is over. Yeah. Everybody go back out there to work. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Yeah, I think we all know that's not going to happen. But, you know, I mean, lately I've been I've been driving. I mean, I, I've never, you know, we never had to stop, stop working. But um, I've been seeing a lot more cars on the road. Traffic starting to come back in South Florida. Yeah, traffic starting to pick up, and um, it's it's a beautiful thing, man. I mean, it's it's been a tough situation, I think, all around. And it's crazy because sometimes I think about it and be like, man, you know, in the history of the United States economy, this is probably the one time, you know, other than the Great Depression, where everything just stopped, you know? All at once. All at once. Nobody really saw it coming. Like, yeah, we saw, you know, stuff going on in China and stuff like that, and another... But no one in their wildest dreams would have thought, like, hey, that's it. We're shutting down. You know, we're shutting down travel. We're shutting down this. We're shutting down that. Nobody would have ever thought that was going to happen. And even um, the Great Depression and, and, and those times uh, in history, like, it was a chain of events that, that led to that, you know? This was like, hey, some people are sick. Hey, we got to cut down. We got to shut everything down. It's like, whoa, you know what I mean? Like, nobody was ready for that. And um, No, I, that actually really happened when sports of all things decided to like all right we're shutting down yeah NBA, one day like all right we got a couple of cases um we're shutting down and it was actually they were shutting down after the day that they decided to just play the games with no fans out there they're like no no we're, we're, we're done yeah, yeah and then the next day within a week and uh, rudy rudy rudy, uh, rudy gobert spider um the two players you know the two players from the utah, utah jazz yeah. and then you had kevin durant yeah. and then it was like all right we're done we're shutting down all of a sudden, you have all the other major sports that shut down right after that. That's when everybody knew, all right, this is more serious yeah. than, you know, a lot of people believe it is. You know, everything at that point just follows suit. Now, do you feel that, do you think that's why maybe sports are the ones that are coming back first? Because I don't know if you noticed, like, WWE's already back doing live shows. Uh, you know, State of Florida allowed them to. And um, already basketball, I see that you know Miami Heat has been cleared as an essential. You know any any basketball team in, in any any NBA team in the state of Florida has been deemed essential. Um, is it because we need that? Like society needs that distraction, that entertainment to 
Yes, we do need a distraction. I, mean, notice, I don't know if the traffic is building up in South Florida again. It's because we're going back to work. Yeah. I think it's because people, people are trying to just drive around. Yeah. I think we're just going around loops on the highway. They just can't take it. They, they don't want to be home anymore. Yeah. Everybody I talk to, they, they're, they're trying to go out. Like, for example, last week, um, I had a friend who called me. They were completely dressed up, like if they were going to go to church or to the club. <laughs> and they and I asked them, where were they going? Yeah. They said, Presidente. Yeah. And I'm like, man, you know, like you're going out to the club. Yeah. You know, people are, they're they're tired of being home. What else can you do, especially for parents? Yeah, man. I know you guys love your kids, but at the same time, how much can you really tolerate? I mean, for us in Florida, it's kind of a luxury because when we get a, when we get a hurricane, like we don't get light, you know, we don't get electricity, we don't get internet. Like we get <laughs> nothing. A hurricane without losing power. Exactly. So for us, it's everything like, works. It's not that bad, you know what I'm saying? Like. It's, <laughs> not that bad um but i can just imagine if this was like you know 1993 or something like that where there was no internet you know like no broadband no cell phones you had beepers phones. yeah beepers like i think we'd be killing each other bro, like left and right <laughs> uh, that's another thing i mean um uh what do you call it uh domestic violence has gone up yes it has uh you know and uh in China, in China, when they when every when everything kind of went, it's still not normal. But when people started coming back, like the divorce rate went up. Because you know they're like stuck <laughs> now, like they can't even go to work to get like so, your mind off of things. You know? So, what you say is important for our sanity that we have separation, yes, of space, definitely. You know, everybody as soon as somebody says "I need space," yeah. they start panicking. Yeah, is actually a good thing. Sometimes space, I think it is. Space is actually extremely important extremely important no matter who you are if you're with someone kids wife whatever husband boyfriend if you're with, with that person for way too long you're gonna start getting on each other's nerves and then when the government shut down you got nowhere to go there's no basketball there's no football there's no live i mean right now the stuff that we watch on tv is stuff that was recorded months ago i mean if you got no outlet no but in all reality you're 100 right um people are Learning how to reflect. I, everybody who asked me, you know, what is one major positive of this time is actually reflecting on what's going on, planning. I, I keep telling everybody, plan. If you can't really do much right now, plan. Plan your time. Learn any trade. Um, you know, read a book. Um, learn how to better yourself. But yeah. planning is a big thing. Like, if your business is basically shut down right now for 2020 or it has slowed down, small, large, or whatever it is, you. You know, you can push back a lot of things in 2021. Yeah. Um, you got to plan that accordingly. How can you, you know, how can you increase your business for next year to compensate for the losses that you're having right now? You know, what can you do to prepare yourself for that? Um, what, how can you be effective right now without really having real clients? Yeah. Um, how to plan for that? Don't right. just sit there and watch Netflix all day long, even though that sounds great. Don't waste your time. You know, do that at night or in the morning, or find some time to you know enjoy yourself. It is a time to relax. You know, recuperate from everything you're doing. But this is also the time to plan and reflect on everything. What are your goals right now? What are your goals for you know 2021? What are your goals five years from now? Ten years from now? How you should also make plans of how to recuperate what you're losing right now. Yeah. You know how to make ground what you did lose. Yeah. Um, this is also time for your family. Um, I didn't we see reports that it's a lot cleaner outside, the air is cleaner, you can actually see the sky. Yeah, no, I like it, I like it, I, I like it. Go out, I mean, I, I got neighbors, I thought I just had houses in the <laughs> people actually live in those houses, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I have a neighbor in front of my house, I'm like, what the heck, I've never seen this guy in my life. He comes out, hey, what you doing? 
And uh, yeah, man, I've seen all these neighbors out there running around, and it's it's uh, it's really nice. That's what I'm saying. Like everything in life has its bad and its good, and I think we need to like just focus on the positive. Stop focusing on the negative and on the fear and on the panic and what we can't do. Let's focus on what we can do. And that's true. What you said about right now is the time when you should be picking up stuff and and planning for the future. Like I, I always tell my I have told my guys in the past, you know, you got to use your downtime to create uptime. You know, you got to use this time to create that uptime. So, I mean, like, for instance, you know, in the real estate market right now, it's a really bad time, uh, but there's still movement, you know, and I, I I would have never thought that I would have a property right now that's under contract or yourself. You have a property that's under contract right now. Um, stocks. I've made a good amount of money in stocks in a short amount of time, and I've always wanted to do stocks. I've always wanted to get in options. Um, and a buddy of ours, you know, with the uh, system that he has and we all, you know, in, in the group chat, you know, call out the options that we're going to go into, call them out that we're going to get out. Um, you know, now I'm starting to understand options better. I'm starting to understand stocks. Now it's a great time for, to purchase stocks that are low because they're really not going to get much lower. And when everything starts going back to normal, everything's going to start popping back up. So 100 percent, you know now is the time to do all the things that we said we didn't have enough time to do you know and to be honest with you i i don't even look forward to netflix anymore i don't even look forward to a movie anymore you know every every friday that's like you know movie night or you know and now it's just like uh, i already did that you know <laughs> like, yeah you know you're saying? right i'm too unstilled to like sit there and just watch a show like i i there's a lot of things i do like to watch but i can't spend my whole day watching i'll go crazy I, i'll think my day was wasted I would never get those 24 hours back. I need to be able to accomplish something throughout the day. Yeah. Um, but I'll watch my show here and there. I'll, yeah, I'll, of course. But yeah. yeah, I don't even look forward to watching things anymore because my, my, I look forward to spending my time. How do I better myself? For example, you're right. I'm doing stocks as well. Um, I'm learning how to, I actually learned that stocks and options are two very different things. I'm, I'm learning about calls, puts, um, you know, how to play um, that market, how to trade when you have to trade, how to, one hold a little longer and stuff like that, but I never thought I was able to maybe comprehend uh, working with stocks, but I'm actually learning how to do a few things. I made some profits already with it. Um, I never thought I would have said that last year, even though my business has been flourishing. I still never thought I was ever going to get to stocks. I thought it was beyond my my ability to comprehend, but I'm starting to understand it little by little. Yeah. Um, I'm also part of a group that is also working with me on that. I, I won't do it on my own. Why don't, don't we just put in the plug? We'll put in the plug. Go to breakingchartalerts.com. <laughs> <laughs> breakingchartalerts.com. That's our buddies. They own it and they're doing an amazing job. They're teaching us how to, you know, how to trade options and they're trustworthy. They're doing it. They're with us. So if they lose money, we lose money. If they make money, we make money. And it's it's, it's fun. It's, it's amazing. Sometimes I can't sleep at night because I'm ready for the next day to make some money. All right, so um, let's talk a little bit of sports. You know, now that we're kind of talking about sports, and I'm kind of getting sad because uh, the Heat had an amazing year. I mean, probably one of the best years that we've had since since LeBron and, and since the Big Three were in Miami. Yeah, that's worse, uh, second best. Yeah, 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 second best. That's what I'm saying. One of the best since since then. Um, I don't I don't think there's ever going to be a duel like Wade and, and LeBron, to be honest with you. That's fun to watch. That's fun to watch. There has been, you know, Shaq and Kobe and, you know, Pippen and Jordan and stuff like that and and uh, Clay and um, and Stephon Curry. and Curry. But um, fun to watch. The funnest duo, hands down, to watch. Most exciting, LeBron, most dynamic duo. 
LeBron and uh, D Wade. So, um, all right. So, Rafi, you know you're a big sports buff. You like sports. In your opinion, okay, and this is going back from the beginning of basketball to now. Who would be on the Mount Rushmore of basketball of the NBA? <laughs> you only get to pick four. You only get to pick four. Mount Rushmore of the NBA. Man, you know how many players should be on that Mount Rushmore? Mount Rushmore meaning four players. Four players. Four players. Four uh, all-time players that impacted because, you know, the four uh, the four faces on Mount Rushmore in real life, the presidents or whatever, are people that have impacted history, right? United States history. So four people in the NBA or basketball that have impacted, changed the NBA or founded, basically, because they were the founding fathers as well, part of creating what we know today as the NBA basketball. All right, so the Mount Rushmore. But, all right, so are we picking four Mount Rushmore players, or are we picking maybe three and then your favorite? <laughs> are we doing that, or are we just picking the four, four. best players that you believe should be yes. on the Mount Rushmore of all Like, time if they were going to make a rush, Mount Rushmore right now in the center of the world, in the center of the United States, they're going to make one. These are the guys that you say, okay, these guys have to be on that. So these guys have to be on there. They're the four that everybody will always remember. Like these were the four greatest. So on the list of the best 50 players, number one, number two, number three, number four, Right. these four players belong yeah. in that. And you cannot use Mike Bibby. I cannot use Mike Bibby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about using White Chocolate. White Chocolate and Will. Hey, J. Will was a beast, though. He was a beast. But he's probably like, like number 348. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Gators. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, my four Mount Rushmore, uh, two that really belong there, and these are non-negotiable and probably for everybody, is LeBron James and Michael Jordan, because that's the conversation of the two greatest players of all time. Um, number three for me, and this is negotiable to a lot of people, um, Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. It, the way he dominated, everywhere he went, he, he was just so dominant. Yeah. Um, I think he was the most dominant big man, even though he got beaten at times, but I just think overall he was just too dominant yeah. over time. Number four for me, um, originally I wouldn't pick the player from the 80s, but uh, I changed my tune when I've been watching a lot more videos recently due to something that happened, yeah. Kobe Bryant. Okay. Um, I will pick Kobe, not because of what happened to him, but just watch him on the ball. The things that he was able to do, not every not every player was able to do. I did pick him over my original number four, which was Magic Johnson. Okay. Uh, Magic Johnson probably had the best vision of all time. Yeah. Um, but Kobe was so dominant. He just, when, when people collapsed on him, when he had the ball, you had about three or four defenders um, that had to cover him. I've only seen two other players that that happened with, and that was Jordan and Wade where he had the ball and you'll have multiple players have to rush towards him yeah. because they were just too fast, too majestic with the ball in their hands. Um, they were unstoppable. That's why Kobe's number four to me. Um, but yes, that is my list. What is your list? <laughs> my list, all right. I'm gonna throw a fifth one in there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Jordan to me is the number one, the GOAT. He is the personification, in my opinion, of a basketball player. And uh, the reason being for that, in my opinion, 
it's not only what he did on the court, it's what he did off the court. It was his determination. You know, if you speak to any basketball player that played alongside Jordan or against Jordan, they could tell you that he was the most competitive basketball player that they ever played against. Yes, he was. All right. There are so many people in the that, that have retired the NBA, um, and Vince Carter's still in the NBA, but so many people that do not have a ring today because of Michael Jordan. Charles Barkley, I mean, there's just so many of them. that they, they were amazing. Patrick Ewing, amazing basketball players. That Ta- list is really long, actually. If you think about it, yeah. you, you have Patrick Ewing with the Knicks. Yeah. You had Charles Barkley with uh, the Suns, the Sixers, and the Rockets. Yeah. Um, honestly, Shaq didn't win nothing until, until he was Jordan retired. Um, Shaq and Kobe didn't find anyone for that, and Reggie Miller yeah. um, didn't win. John Stockton and Carl Malone. They don't have no rings? They sure. have no rings. I am positive. Wow. You can look it up. And they um, were an amazing duo, too, right? Right yes, up there with, with They D-Wade are and, probably top 15, top yeah. 20 players of all time. Yeah. Um, Sean Kemp never won. Uh, Gary Payton Sean didn't win until he joined the Heat as the... Way after. Way Passes after. prime. Passes prime. About to bench player. <laughs> on his way out. Probably <laughs> averaging three points a game. That's because Pat Riley wanted to give him a hookup and say, come yes. on, man, let's come get you to my ring. team. We'll get your ring, and then you can end that. Yeah. End it properly. Um, wow, that list is very long. Um, Clyde Drexler didn't win until Jordan. Clyde Drexler and Hakeem Olajuwon didn't actually win a ring until Jordan prematurely retired. And went to the, to go play baseball. Um, yes. With, and, with, with what team? Um, some team in Chicago. Ah, the White Sox. <laughs> ah. The White Sox. The White Sox. <clears throat> but, yeah, so Jordan is my number one. Like, there's no question about it. To me, there's no who's the go, who's the, who, the nothing. Because what, what Jordan did to the game of basketball, no one else can touch that. No one else can touch that. He took basketball from being a uh, sport played, you know what I'm saying, in the United States to something worldwide. You know, he took that Nike brand, the Jordan, Air Jordan brand worldwide. Um, He was the first one to have his own shoe, right? His own brand shoe. His own shoe. Which he would get fined when he would wear them by the NBA. And he didn't care. He didn't care. He he was big major contracts from from Nike and stuff like that. And it was just his his determination as well. You know, growing up, we didn't have internet, we didn't have Google. So I used to read a lot of his books, you know, and and how he grew up. And and, and to be honest with you, a lot of the the reason that I am the way that I am now um, in my business and, and, and pushing so hard, a lot of it has to do with Jordan. Well, yeah, you're right. Well, Jordan, um, there was a major story that I that I grew up listening to that he got cut from his high school team. Right. Um, he wasn't even good enough in the beginning to make the team, and that way well, he was he wasn't even planning to be a basketball player. His, he was. He was planning to be a baseball player. Yeah, like his dad, and he got cut from the team because he had he, he did have the size. He was tall, so they invited him to camp to play, and he got cut from the team because he had no skill. And what did he do? He went up there all summer and got better, worked on his craft. Learn how to shoot, learn how to dribble, and then he made a team. And he went to um, North Carolina University, UNC, and became their star player. Um, and there's a great story that I remember by Michael Jordan versus Reggie Miller. If, if you don't know who Reggie Miller is, look up his highlights. One of the best all-around shooters in, in NBA all history. All time, yeah. one of the best trash talkers too. People don't know yeah. that about him. Well, he, he was dirty. Uh, yeah. He was a dirty trash talker. But another thing about Jordan was that um, Reggie Miller will always run around. Reggie Miller was Ray Allen before Ray Allen. Gotcha. And Reggie Miller will always run. Stay in the he, perimeter? Yes. He was running circles. He, he, he had that stam, stamina that most players don't have. So Reggie Miller has a big part of why Michael Jordan got better. Mm. 
because Michael Jordan realized he couldn't cover him and then be able to have the energy to score. So he actually spent, there's a story of him that he actually spent the whole summer just running back and forth to be able to keep up with Reggie Miller. So he came back the next year and shut him down because he was able to keep up with him and still score all his points. Well, see, that's what I mean. His character wouldn't allow him to fail at guarding someone else. He had to figure out the way to guard How that to person. Yeah. And he'll he'll kill himself trying to figure that out. You know, there, there's I've heard a lot of stories of other players. They would come in the morning. Jordan was there before them. They would leave. He'd still come still back, be there. and he'd still be shooting his his you know his shots. And not only things that he was good at, things that he was bad at as well. He would just practice and practice and practice. So that determination, man, it, it just transcends it transcends basketball. You know, and, and you you see you see Jordan even now, and just his presence alone, it's it's crazy. It's just something special. No, no player, and I think the only player that's going to basically challenge this. Um, just what name brand is going to be LeBron, um, but no player of all time is ever being remembered this way. Um, the only other player that probably, the only other two players that actually probably hangs with them is uh, Bill Russell and Magic Johnson. Bill Russell because he won a hundred titles. Well, see, that's 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 my next guy. I would have to put Bill Russell on the Mount Rushmore. Why? A lot of people don't give him a lot of uh, a lot of credit because he was from the past generation. But you're talking about 11 rings with the Celtics. 11. I don't know if he got all 11 with the Celtics. I think he did. But 11 yeah, championship rings. So when we're talking about Jordan with six and LeBron with five and Kobe with five, I mean, this dude had 11. So not putting him in the Mount Rushmore is kind of messed up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? By the way, and making a correction, LeBron is actually behind them all at three. Oh, um, LeBron's three, Jordan is six, Kobe's five, Magic, I think, is five. Um, Shaq is four. Uh, we can go back and forth. Wade is three. No, Shaq. Oh, yeah, three and then one with Miami. One with yeah, Miami. He never won another one after 2006. Yeah. Um, you could go back and forth with all these players, and they still don't have to look up. Who's going to get now? Again, basketball at that time was a totally different game, you know, but he changed the game. Once, once. You don't you don't have a career like that and have everybody else just say oh you know we'll just keep playing this way now nah, they had to step it up to another level so I would put Bill Russell <clears throat> and a matter of fact a lot of these older players that's who they looked up to they looked up to Bill Russell they looked up to Bill Russell Dr J um, you know Dr. all these J. Dr J you know when it comes to slam dunks and stuff man Dr J was very big with that so I I would definitely put Jordan definitely put uh, Bill Russell. Um, <clears throat> It's kind of hard the next two spots because you only get two spots. You got to pick, you know. <laughs> you got to pick and choose. Shaq, Shaq will always be one of my best, but one of my favorite. Uh, I guess you would say uh, basketball uh, representations or, or you know, uh, or, or uh, characters or, or what you. Because even though on the court he was just dominant, like I remember watching him when he was on Orlando, and he would run that court. Just as fast as any like other guy, bro. Like, yeah, just like a guard. Boom, boom, boom. But, you know, almost 300 pounds, seven foot. And he would just, yo, he would just bring it down. And they had to change the method in which they made the the the, the backboard. You know, the whole system had to be changed. Took it down. Because he would take it down more than once. Took it down like three times. <laughs> he changed. And he also changed the way you cover a center. So he changed that. When I put him on the rush more, I would have to put him on the rush more. I would have to put him on the rush. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I would thought have I was to, go. <laughs> because 
even after his career is over, he still continues to be an amazing, positive, like, just anything he touches is awesome. I'm like, yo, he could do anything. And he's like, oh, you know, he, he did music. He did movies. He did basketball. He did, and and I, I got to give it to him. He, he's someone to look up to. Definitely someone. And then he's always, even though he's a big guy, he's always goofy. He's always, you know, he, he never changed who he was just to please everybody else or just to please, you know, a stigma, you know, that he had to be a certain way. So definitely the last spot I would have to be between Kobe and LeBron. Um, LeBron, even though he hasn't, you know, he doesn't have the rings these other guys have, just to see the way this guy performs now at age, what, 34, and the way he performed 10 years ago when he was 24, Hasn't really slowed down. Maybe tiny bit this year slowed down a little bit, or maybe last year because he was pulling a lot of weight last year on the, on the when he first came to the Lakers. He was pulling a lot of weight. Now he's got a lot of good help around him. He's got these superstars around him now. So, you know, no doubt in my mind he would probably got a ring this year. You know, he has uh, Anthony Davis on there. He's got Rajon Rondo. Rajon Rondo is a championship a champion himself, so he knows what it is to make. You know what it to takes win. to win. Uh, he's got an amazing, uh, you know, cast around him. But, um, but and then Kobe, if if anybody watched Kobe, he was something else. I didn't like Kobe when he was when he was in the NBA. I didn't either. A lot of people didn't like him, you know. And I think part of that was because he had a chip on his shoulder because he played so much like Michael Jordan that he knew that. You know what I'm saying? But then uh, when he passed away recently. Um, and you heard uh, uh, Michael Jordan speaking at his at his uh, funeral. funeral. You, you you we got a we got a glimpse of who Kobe Bryant really was. We got a glimpse of who he was. He was someone that he was cocky on the court because he knew that's what it, what he needed to do to win. And it was almost like a it was a confidence. And in basketball, you know this. You know anybody that's played basketball, it's a specific game where. Confidence is what wins the game. You know, you throw up a shot. If you're confident in that shot, more than likely you're going to make that shot. It's just the weirdest thing. If you're not confident in the shot and you make it, you're like, oh, crap. You know what I'm saying? Like, I made it. But confidence is what makes the shot, in my opinion, in, in basketball. He was super, super confident. And I remember you'd watch him and you'd be like, he is not going to make that shot. And he's just, Fwah. he would turn around, the shot would go in. You're like, how did he do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's not even human. So and so again, he was like Jordan, where he personified strength. He personified that determination that I'm not giving up. You know, when he played with his broken pinky, was it a pinky? It was a pinky, yeah. Pinky. If that would have been now, if that would have been. <laughs> it would have sat out. If that would have been LeBron, LeBron, <laughs> he would have <laughs> sat out. He would have, you know. And, he would have got. He would have got carried like that one time. Yeah, like, got carried. He got carried to the Spurs. Or when the crabs. AC. Or when the AC. Yeah, yeah. yeah when the AC got <laughs> shut down. He crabs. I got crabs. I got to get carried out of that whole team. So Kobe was just like a force. And then now that we, we see a glimpse of his personal side, how much love he had, and even after his retirement, you know, all these basketball players that you would think in your mind, uh, you know, he didn't really have a friendship with Kobe. Like, you know, Kobe's here and, you know, he's over here. He's just starting out, you know, like your Trey Youngs and stuff like that. To know that Kobe would actually take out time and text these guys, hey, you did a great job. Hey, work on this. Hey, I'm here if you need me. When you see that and you see, like, the, the heart of that person, it just changes your your view of that philosophy. Yeah, and, and I, I do believe that he had a chip on his shoulder because he knew he was amazing, but he always felt like he had to get out of Jordan's shadow. That's what, that's what I feel. 
And and that alone made him like, nah, I'm gonna do this. Kind of like Whiteside. Whiteside has a real big chip on his shoulder. You know, even now he has a chip on his shoulder. He's one of the best centers in the league. I think he still has a chip on his shoulder. And I think that, but again, I think that was all part of his competitiveness. And just like Jordan, he'd be there before anybody was there. You know, I don't know what who was it that said, uh, I think it was, was it Iverson? Uh, I don't what know. Did they was, say? What did it say? Well, there was another player that uh, one time um, they were they were playing a game. I think it was at the All-Stars. It was at the All-Star game. That's why it was Iverson, I think. And, um, you know, he was, you know, I, whoever the other player was like, yo, I'm going out, you know, we're going to go clubbing, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you want to come? It was Iverson. It was Iverson, right? Yes. And Kobe was like, no, man, I'm, I got I got to practice, you know? And he didn't have to. He was Kobe Bryant. Like, he was in his peak. But he understood that, and this is something I always tell people around me, too, like musicians and, and people that do certain things. you got to perfect your craft. You never stop getting better at what you do. Because the moment that you do, then you're just you're just being comfortable. You're being complacent. You're like, ah, I'm good at it, and good is good enough. These guys never had that mentality where good is good enough. It's funny you're saying about Iverson, because I remember one time they asked Iverson, um, it was, I think it was either Iverson or Jason Kidd. I think they asked both of them, actually. And they're like, man, congratulations to get to the NBA Finals. Now you got to just get past Kobe and Shaq. Yeah. And they're like, that's, and both players actually said it. That's not going to happen. We're not going to beat them. We just, we're just happy to be here. <laughs> just to be on the floor with them. If we, if we won one game, that is our championship game right there. Yeah, so their mindset. Because these guys were so, so at another level. At another level. So that, and again, you know, I don't know, as a guy, you know, everybody watches sports for different things. I, I like to see people's traits, you know, and I like to follow them, at, you know, when, when it's something positive for me. And uh, that determination, that push, that I'm not going to give up. Like, same thing with, um, has nothing to do with basketball, but same thing with uh, The Rock. You know, I, I admire The Rock a lot, and The Rock is known for saying, hey, it's not about being the, um, the, the the hardest worker in the room is always the the strongest one. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the one that's successful, the one that's the hardest working. You want to be the hardest worker in the room. So no matter how good you are, you can't just sit back on. Hey, I'm good enough. I'm gonna make it happen. Nah, man. There, there's always something you're gonna miss. You gotta fix. And that's the mentality that Kobe had. That's the mentality that Jordan had. And I feel that's the mentality that LeBron has too. I guess all the greats have that mentality. But Jordan and Kobe, they're known for that. You know, you know the Mamba. You know what I'm saying? Like he he was there to kill. And stuff. So, between LeBron and Kobe, Kobe also has, Kobe also has the eighty-one point game. You got the eighty-one point game. All right. LeBron okay. also has multiple forty-point, fifty-point games. But all right, Kobe, LeBron, you got the number four spot. Who are you gonna pick? Because you already picked Jordan. Bill Russell. Said so, are you gonna tell me that he is not top four because he left Miami? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You heard that, LeBron? If you ever hear this podcast, you are not top four because you <laughs> left Miami. Because you left Miami, that means you're number five. You left us high and dry, bro. You left us crying over here. That means you're number five, a number that you will never win in titles. Yeah, <laughs> you went back to Cleveland to give them. A, yeah, whatever. Who cares? But uh, no, I mean, there's a lot, lot of a lot of amazing things to say about um, about LeBron too. So that's that's a tough one, man. LeBron also, I feel, I feel. Uh, he, he, he did change the NBA in a specific way with the big three. I mean, there was the big three of the Celtics. You know, you had, uh, who was it? It was Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and uh, Ray Allen. And Ray Allen. And Rachel Rondo was their number four. Who was their number four, That right? was a loaded Boom. team. But 
Nobody. I don't think anybody in the NBA has ever made any. He did. He did what the coronavirus did to the United States. That's what he, he did. Shut to down the world. Shut down. Everybody was waiting on his decision. Where the heck he was going to go? You know what I'm saying? So he came over here, gave us two rings. He gave us one ring. I'm sorry, right? He gave us one, two, two. Two. He gave us two rings. They didn't give it to us, but you know, he gave. You know, he worked on. You know, he worked together with Chris Bosh and Wade and all that. Goes to Cleveland. He gives them two rings over there, right? One. Oh, one ring. Gives them their one ring. Why are you giving us one ring and sorry, two over there in Cleveland? Because once he, I tell you, once he left Miami, I, didn't, I don't care for the guy. <laughs> Ever since then, he's been chasing rings, and you know, he's been having a hard time. I mean, you got Golden State Warriors; they had one of the best freaking teams ever, and then uh, I think the Spurs. Right? Did they lose against the Spurs? They lost against the uh, no. All those times they lost after he left Miami was versus the Warriors. Were the Warriors? Yeah. So that's that's the thorn in his side. Um, so now it was it was going to be his only chance to do it because uh, the Warriors are all broken apart and they They're suck. Old, Eagle in Miami now. And <laughs> That's an old man. So between Kobe and LeBron. So who are you picking? Who is your number four? Because apparently he ain't top three. Nah, LeBron's not top three. Damn. Can I come back to him? <laughs> no, you gotta pick your number four. Uh, LeBron or Kobe. Why you think, yeah. I'll just say this. I cannot believe that you put Hassan Whiteside in a conversation <laughs> about Rushmore, a top four players of with, all time. With Kobe? With Kobe. Well, I do know he has a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. But he's ranked number, number 1 million and 38 of all time. And all-time NBA players. Well, it was only for example purposes. That's all. I, mean, you know. <laughs> I took Listen, I, a Hassan Whiteside comment. I, my personal opinion: If Hassan Whiteside, and and I'm sure anybody else can attest to this, anybody, any of his mentors, Alonzo Mourning worked with him. If he would just let go of that chip, man, just let it go, he would probably be the best center in the NBA right now. He has some measurables. He has the time to do it. I mean, you're talking about 20 blocks a game most of the time, 15, 20, like, while making 22 points. I've seen it. I've seen it in the stats. That's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? And that for he a center. He could be incredible. He could be incredible. That chip on his shoulder kind of holds him back, which, again, translates to life. Sometimes we got chips on our shoulders about certain things that have happened in our life, and that chip holds us back. We got to let it go. Let it go. Let it go, let it go. Are you going to talk about it go? No, I'm just trying to avoid the, um... oh, yo, listen. The economy is getting better already because we're already getting scam likely calls. Two in the Two. last 20 minutes. All right, so things are looking good when you're getting scam likely calls. We'll be out by tomorrow. Kobe or LeBron? Who's your number four? I would have to give it to LeBron. Wow, I thought you were going to pick Kobe this whole time. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why, though. Because Kobe is an exact copy of MJ, and MJ's already there. <laughs> <laughs> All that crap you just said. That whole story, that whole book you just wrote. I'm here writing down notes and everything. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why LeBron. All right, give me Let another me tell you book about this. Okay. <laughs> LeBron, from the moment he stepped into the NBA to now, is all you hear about. In the NBA, he is the poster child of the NBA, like Michael Jordan was when he was there. Kobe was poster child, but Kobe also had Shaq was a huge. He never got him shadow. Yeah, in his not so much shadow. I just think they were so kind of equal in their importance of the game at that time. You know what I mean? 
they were kind of equal because Shaq was still Shaq, but Kobe was just a monster. So you had two big monsters. Right now, even though there's so many amazing basketball players, like there's so much talent right now in the NBA, always goes back to LeBron. Yeah, I'll, say, I'll say this. Jordan and LeBron, what makes them different from Kobe, and, and not talent, but I think more in the, the dynamics financially of NBA players, Jordan literally was the one who, you said it earlier in the podcast, uh, was constantly getting fined for wearing his own brand. He was the one who basically let players know, you could create a brand. Yeah. Um, that wasn't Magic versus Bird. Um, Magic versus Bird just took the NBA to a whole new level in the game. In the game itself, not outside of the game. Everything that the NBA is, is now. Yeah, Jordan is created now. a brand for himself and let players know you create a brand, you get paid for this. LeBron did something different. LeBron not only created a brand, but LeBron basically created or led the movement of player empowerment. That is very different. That wasn't Shaq. Shaq started a little bit like that. Um, Shaq started that when he left Orlando for LA. The players have more power Power than actual owners. Than what the owners, the decisions that the owners. Yeah, the owners think that, yeah, they can just throw money in your face and you're like, oh my God, I have to do this. I have no other choice. He had negotiation power. Yes. And let players know you have more power. You could hold the franchise hostage if you don't get what you want. Now, the next big time player, what is he going to accomplish? Because. Jordan and LeBron pretty much let you know. Yeah. You're you're the most important part of the franchise, not the owner. Yeah. Yeah, even the owner and, might be the richest, but he's not the most important part. I see that problem in New York. New York, because of their organization, they will never get past the nineties Knicks with Ewing. Like never. We've never had they've never had a Knicks team that has surpassed what the Knicks were back in the nineties, back when no. Ewing was there and John Starks and, and, and these guys. Because the Knicks try to take away their player empowerment. And now no player wants to go there and try to have that threatened. Yeah. Teams are going to teams that players are going to teams that believe those teams are letting those players be the main star. Yeah. Um it's why it's why it's very surprising that Miami and San Antonio are so just they're so competitive no matter what, because they teach players team first. Yeah. And the, despite the fact that right now it's player empowerment. Those guys, those both those franchises still flourish no matter what. And I, and I, I, and that's probably the reason why LeBron left Miami in the first place. Yes, because he felt he couldn't have that control that he could have going back to Cleveland. Because he knows when he went back to Cleveland, he owned that. Right? Oh, he, he was, was the man. It was, was all him. about him. It was all about him. Yeah, it was not about anybody else in Miami. He was never. I mean, who who was that coach that they had when he went back? The the the, the one from Israel. Uh I forgot his name, bro. That guy, the guy was horrible. He didn't do. He didn't coach at all. It was like he would look to LeBron, like, "What do I do next?" And then Ty Lue, and then Ty Lue, same thing. Ty Lue was a little bit more of a coach than that guy. He's Ty Lue's a great coach, I'm pretty sure. But LeBron wouldn't let him coach. because he spoke to LeBron like, "Look, yeah, it has to be my way." Yeah, um, yeah. The, the one of the stories at the time when LeBron went back to Cleveland that he was the. The star player, he was the bench, he was the coach, he, he was, was the, everything. He was a general manager. Right. Like, I want this guy. Yeah. Trade these two guys for him. He still does that. I'm sure he's the one calling the shots in LA. Hey, let's get this guy <laughs> over here. Let's bring this guy over here. So yes, like you said, I, that I have to agree with. LeBron James created this this sense of uh, empowerment. Uh, what is it? Player empowerment. Yes. Where the player is the one in control of 
maybe not the final decision, but the heaviest weight on the decision. Like, this is the guy I want to work with me. Why? Because I'm the one packing your stadium. I'm the one. I'm the reason that you're making all this money. Whereas before that, yeah, you're right. It was the teams like, oh, you know what the coach would be like, or the organization would be like, oh, I think these guys would play well together. I think this guy has proven himself. Let's bring him over here. This now was like, what does LeBron think? It's yeah, like, totally look, I, there's a story. There's a story that LeBron. There's a story out there that uh, LeBron James told uh, Anthony Davis, a.k.a. the Unibrow, that, hey, sit out, sit out the year, say that you're hurt and you can't play and you're emotionally hurt or whatever, um, hurt your ankle. I don't care what he told him, but he told him to sit out. So what did Unibrow, a top 10 player in the NBA, do? He sat out to try to force the, the New Orleans Pelicans to trade him to L.A. Yeah. Um, so in a way, you created an awesome duel between Unibrow and King James, um, possibly catapulting the Lakers to win another title, um, which we might not ever see. We might not see the results of that. But he's also the reason why the Pelicans got Zion Williamson. You well, got their star player to just sit out. Thus, the Pelicans actually if, tanked. If Zion Williams loses weight. I think he will be the next. <laughs> That's another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll leave that for another day. We'll leave that for another day. Zion, will, he'll, he'll, he needs his own his own episode. Like a better version of Charles Barkley. Oh, that guy's he's to me he's a he's a mix between Bar, uh, Shaq and and LeBron. I think he's like a, a mix. I think he's a mix between Shaq and Barkley. It's like Shaq and Barkley had a baby, had a baby. and had Zion, <laughs> uh, a le- uh, legitimate child. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, so going back to that, my four would be Bill Russell, Michael Jordan, Shaq, and LeBron James. And All I, right. my four is you already gave Shaq, me four. LeBron, Jordan, and Zion Barkley Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kobe. <laughs> anyway, let's let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. That was a lot of good information. That was that was awesome, man. You can tell how much we love basketball. So hope everyone has an awesome day and. Um, Yo, let's just lift this uh, coronavirus thing already and get back to work. By washing your hands a minimum of 20 seconds. <laughs> you got to sing the ABCs while you do it. Two times around. <laughs> or happy birthday. <laughs>